0: Hello there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We're excited that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast. We certainly hope and pray that you would be edified and Christ would be glorified. If you'd like us, please hit that like button and make sure to follow us so that you get the alerts each time that we release our weekly podcast. Uh, We have only on a rare time or two. I've actually put two out a week. We were in quarantine with COVID here uh, some time ago. And so we were able to record an extra podcast or two, and we did put them out. They were short, but they were there. So I would encourage you, if you've missed any of our podcasts, to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase. And you can go to listen to our podcast tab, and there you can see a whole list of the podcasts for the last several years. If you're a prayer warrior, I'd encourage you please also to go to our webpage there, and go to the prayer request page. I did get emails there once in a while saying, well, you asked for these prayer requests, but they really don't change a lot. That's true. The page does not change dramatically from day to day or week to week, but those people have asked uh, for prayers, and we continue to update that as we get those in. And sometimes somebody will actually say, hey, uh, take us off that prayer request. So we've done that as well. Today we're going to talk about a hardened heart, a hardened heart, and before we begin all of that, if you have a Bible, I would encourage you to follow along, pick it up, and open your Bible to Hebrews chapter 3 and mark it there, and then turn over to Numbers chapter 14, Numbers 14, we're going to have quite a uh, read here out of uh, the book of Numbers, so bear with me. If you do not have a Bible and would like to follow along, I know you can go to our webpage, and on the home page there, there is a Bible verse, the daily Bible verse that we put up. You can click on that, and it will take you to a web page where you can read a Bible for free or listen to it for free in multiple languages as well as uh, translations. And so uh, that is a good tool for you if you uh, ever need that or want to use that. We also have an opportunity with a business called Uh, ASOPet.com, ASOPet.com, they're a a small little company selling pet supplies and they're trying to get off the ground and they're also wanting to help support this podcast. So if you have a pet, they ship, from what I understand, uh, different parts of the world, not just the United States. And so, more information will be coming about that, but I'd encourage you, uh, if you're a pet owner and you want to help uh, support us through uh, that company, as well get a product that you're priority already buying, uh, they will ship it to your house. So anyway, I, I would hope and pray that you would do that. We're also going to read here a uh, a Bible verse to in, to introduce today's podcast, and that will be in Psalm ninety-five, uh, verses seven through eleven. That was Psalm ninety-five, verses seven to eleven. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, and the sheep of His hand. Today, if you would hear His voice. Do not harden your hearts, as at Meribah, as in the day of Messiah, in the wilderness. When your fathers tested me, they they tried me, though they had seen my work. For forty years, I, I loathed that generation, and said, They are the people who, are, who err in their heart, and they do not know my ways. Therefore, I swore in my anger, I truly uh, shall not, they shall not enter into my rest. Okay, obviously talking to uh, the people there in the uh, land, in the wilderness for 40 years that wandered with Moses, and that surely was a trying time for God as well as Moses. But the Bible, I think, is, is pretty clear that there are some dangers in the Christian walk today. And I know there's a controversy uh, for some people, and other people maybe not so much, that you can never lose your salvation. Once saved, always saved. And that's something that we're going to talk about a little bit in the podcast here today. There are dangers uh, of a Christian, uh, person with all sincerity, desires, that wants to do the right things. They've lived a faithful life. And, and they go to church, they read their Bibles, they pray, and something happens. I, I don't know what that something could be. It could be uh, a spouse who walks out on you, or a sudden health issue, or being homeless, or persecuted. Uh, the list probably could go on and on. And then you just, some reason or another, uh, decide, you know what, I, I really don't want much to do with that. God's not being fair. Um... A God of love would not do that to us or to me. And the argument always is, which gets me, is, well, you were never saved to begin with. Well, I'm not sure about that. Okay? And so, again, I'm not talking about people who have a hard heart that do not believe in in God. I, I am talking about those who hold the claim to be a follower of Jesus. And stop and think about The reason our prayers are are not always answered. The primary reason is we don't believe God will answer the prayer. Maybe we really don't have that faith or that trust that God will take care of that. As you think about the underlying factor of what causes us more troubles in our relationship with Christ, is simply that we don't believe that he will do what he says he will do. Or we might say uh, something with our lips, that our actions and our words are much louder than the words that we have spoken. Again, Moses, if you recall, uh, he's going to send out spies into the promised land to see what kind of people are in the land that God has promised. The issue here is not if they would go into the promised land, because that's already been decided. God's already said that's going to happen. But they would send these 12 spies into the land, and they return. They're going to have this committee-type meeting, and they're going to have a vote. And the vote will come out 10 to 2, not to invade the land. And so, in other words, they had 10 unbelievers and 2 believers. And so we're going to read Numbers 14, uh, the first 12 verses here. And bear with me, as some of these names uh, will have trouble pronouncing, and most people, if they're honest with themselves, probably do too. It says, Then all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. All the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation said to them, would that had been that we had died in the land of Egypt, or that we had died here in this wilderness? Why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become plunder. Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they, they said to one another, Let us appoint a leader and return to Egypt. Verse 5, Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces in the presence of all the assembly of the congregation of the sons of Israel. Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephthah, of those who had spied out the land tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation and the sons of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to spy out is it an exceedingly good land? If the Lord is pleased with us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not fear the people of the land, for they will be our prey. Their protection has been removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. But all the congregation said to stone them with stones. Then the glory of the Lord appeared in the tent of the meetings to all the sons of Israel. Then the Lord said to Moses, How long will this people spurn me? And how long will they not believe in me? Despite all the signs which I performed in their midst, I will smite them with pestilence and and dispose them, and I will make you into a nation greater and mightier than they. You see, they've all made up their minds that they're not going to go into the promised land that God has made by promise. Listen to this conversation. We have two men who are saying, Look, this land is ours, God's already given it to us. Why do we need to be afraid? Why? why are you so resistant to what god is doing here do we have that same issue in our lives today i think if we're honest with ourselves there's times in our life that we we would be the same way we we grumble against god the leadership of, uh, of the church or whatever and we say look no we're not going that direction even though god's already promised it it's a very clear path We just have to be obedient and follow. And that's really all they're going to have to do here. They're just going to have to to obey what Moses has to say. And they're going to walk into that promised land. Is there going to be war and conquering? Probably. Are, Are they afraid of the war and the conquering and the bloodshed? Maybe. But I think there's another bigger issue here under the surface is the lack and trust of God. I mean, notice here that Joshua and his friend, Caleb, they tear their clothes. I mean, this is a sign of, of, of repentance and remorse, and I can't believe what I'm hearing. And, and they began to pray and ask God, you know. And, and look at the response that they get. The congregation here, verse 10, they want to stone him for being uh, believing in God, trusting in God. And how many people are In the world today, I go through this discussion occasionally uh, with people at work, and this idea that Israel has always been saved, they're always God's people, they're all in heaven. Well, I don't know. God's not real happy here, and he's ready to dispose of them. And if this image of the promised land is uh, the image for us, the shadow of our promised land, it is eternal life, if they're going to go walk right into that, why didn't God just allow them to walk right on in? Obviously, he does not. He makes them wander around in the wilderness for 40 years. Let's, put, let's move on down here, Numbers 14 still. And let's read verses 40 through 45. In the morning, however, they rose up early and went up to the ridge of the hill of the country, saying, Here we are. We have indeed sinned but we will go up to the place which the Lord has promised. But Moses said, Why then are you transgressing, transgressing excuse me, the commandment of the Lord when it will not succeed? Do not go up, or you will be stricken down before your enemies, for the Lord is not among you. Uh-oh, see, there you go. That's the question you have to start answering here on this Once Saved, Always Saved. Well, they, that God was with them, they sent out the spies, If they would all come back, would 12 to 0, we probably would not be having this discussion. But obviously, they don't. They don't trust God, they don't believe God, and they're ready to turn back and return to Egypt. That image again, that shadow of, we are claiming to be Christians, but yet we want to turn back and go to the dark life that we once had. Uh, that we, where we were not saved in a relationship, we we were part of the world. Okay, and notice here what Moses says again in verse forty-two: Do not go up, or you will be struck down before your enemies, for the Lord is not among you. Then verse forty-three: And the Canaanites will be there in front of you, and you will fall by the sword, inasmuch as you have turned back from following the Lord. See, they have turned away. They are no longer following the Lord. And if they go forward into this uh, land that they once were promised, they're going to be killed. Now, that promise has not been completely taken away. Obviously, they will go into the promised land 40 years down the road. Their children and grandchildren will walk into that land and will have the Battle of Jericho. But verse 44... But when they went up to the ridge of the hill of the country, neither the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord nor Moses left the camp. And the Amalekites and the Canaanites who lived in that hill area came down and struck them and beat them down. So they lost. All of a sudden, uh, they wanted to man up, I guess we might say in our our culture or time today. Uh, They decided we're going to take this promised land and we're going to do it our way. Instead of letting God lead us. Because obviously the leader of the congregation, Moses, he's still sitting in camp. And the Ark of the Covenant is still sitting in camp, which means the priest, uh, the Levites, they're still sitting in camp. So there's no blessings here, and they're going out to do whatever they want. You see, they are being completely disobedient and unbelieving towards God, who would follow through with what he had said that he would do. They had rebelled against God, Moses, and Jacob. They, they got within the reach of the promised land. It's right there at the tip of their fingers. Perhaps they could even look into it uh, from the top of the mountains and the hills and look down in the valley and see it. And they've come to the conclusion they can't have it. They can't move into the land. It, it was just too much for us in their mindset. The cities are all walled up. And we're just kind of like grasshoppers here. Uh, We cannot do it. What was it that caused them to miss God's best? What was it that had them miss out on the promise of the promised land? I don't think that it's really all that much different for us today. I mean, simply put, it is the unbelieving heart. The unwillingness. To believe in the promises of Christ. If your Bible's been marked there at Hebrews chapter three, uh, read with me here. We're going to start in verse seven. It says therefore, just as the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts, as when they provoked Me, as in the day of trial in the wilderness. Verse nine. Because obviously, what we're talking about here is what we just read out of, of Numbers. Verse 9, where your fathers tried me by testing me and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with this generation and said, they always go astray in their hearts. See, it's always been about a heart issue. Since Adam and Eve, this has always been a heart issue. And they did not know my ways. Okay, they, they claim to be God's followers and believers. But here's God saying, you might be claiming that, but they did not know my ways. Verse 11, as I swore in my wrath, uh-oh, here's that New Testament God, he doesn't have wrath, that's only the God of the old. Well, guess what, it's the same God, folks. They shall not enter into my rest. So God and says, look, if you're not going to listen to me, you're not going to obey me, you're not going to trust me, you're not going to believe me. You're going to rebel against me despite your claim of being my child. You're not going to enter into my rest. Verse 12. Take care, brethren, that there not be any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. But encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin, verse 14. For we have become partakers of Christ, if we hold fast to the beginning of our assurance, firm until the end. While it is said today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts, as when they provoked Me, verse 16. For who pro- who provoked Him, when they had heard, indeed. Did not all those who came out of the Egypt that was led by Moses? And in whom was his he angry for 40 years? Was it not those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? I mean, these are all rhetorical questions. And to whom he swore that they would not enter into his rest, but those who were disobedient. Verse 19. So... We see that they were not able to enter because of unbelief. There's a bad chapter break here. Into chapter 4, verse 1 says, Therefore, let us fear if, while a promise remains of entering his rest, any one of you may seem to have come short of it. For indeed, we have had good news preached to us, just as they also But the word they heard did not profit them, because it was not united by faith in those who heard. Now, I know if you're a believer, and what the Hebrew writer is saying, however, can believers, can they fall into an unbelief of what God promises? Those in the, in the days of Moses did, and so can we today, if we do not stand and guard against it. This is a warning for us to take notice to. We all must have belief. We must all believe that Jesus is the Messiah, he is God, and his eternal promises of eternal life are true. That the, the gospel needs to be preached to everyone. And we need to have it preached over and over again. Not just a topic that is our favorite subject. Not just a chapter and verse that is easy for us to preach. Not the topic of, well, this is no controversy. There is times where we have to preach the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help us God. Are we willing to do that? And are we willing to believe by faith, that if we preach the entire word of God, at some point we're going to offend people. At some point we're going to say, man, that guy, he, he just he's full of beans. Okay? He doesn't know what he's really talking about. See, if we don't believe in God and his promises, we have fallen out of grace, and we're falling into sin. Those in the days of Moses... They saw the wonders of God. I mean, they saw the plagues, they saw the sea opening up, they, they saw God leading them by a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. And, and they've been told this is their promised land. God's promised it to you. And what happens? They don't believe. They don't believe that God will just get them walk into this promised land because of unbelief, is sin. They do not believe God would follow through with his promises to give them the land flowing with milk and honey. An unbelieving heart is more than having a doubt. It's a heart that has completely rejected something that God has said. It is amazing how short the memory of many people. Again, I I just said this a moment ago. They have forgotten how God led them out of bondage. They have forgotten how God provided them with everything in the wilderness, including making a promise with them or a covenant with them. And we have a short memory in our world today, too. We, We forget all too easy about the covenant we entered into when we heard the gospel message and we believed it. That that message pierced the heart. The Holy Spirit opened our hearts. And we forgot how blessed we really have been uh, to live in a nation where so far we can still worship God freely without fear. We've forgotten about hard times and trials and temptations. That God has helped us through. Again, read with me. Hebrews three twelve and thirteen. Take care, brethren, that there are not be able, any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. But encourage one another day after day, as long as it is a still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. These verses twelve and thirteen. It's dangerous sin when we enter into the situation where we do not believe. We've all questioned, including myself, what's really going on. But when the moment we don't believe that God is in control, that He really does want the best for us, and I'm not talking about having brand new cars and homes, that our daily needs are met, that we don't. We never have, maybe some of us in the United States, very rare have ever gone without anything. And I'm not talking about, well, we had to skip going out to supper last night because we didn't have enough money to go out and eat, but we had enough money to buy groceries. Because sin will harden our hearts. Sin will turn us away from God. Sin will... Keep us from reading God's Word. I mean, Sunday morning, a lot of churches, they have Bible class, and then they have worship, and then they, they meet again Sunday night. When, about when we get together for these Bible studies, there are you not encouraged? Because I know I enjoy a good Bible class. I enjoy reading the Bible and discussing it with fellow believers. And it is an encouragement to read the Bible and study it. Not read it like it was yesterday's sports event or sports page. But to really study it. The Word of God is so rich. It's so deep. And it's, it just never stops amazing me how great God's Word really is. You see, and, and there's still more for me. Even though I, I've been studying for years and preaching and doing podcasts and doing mission work, I still learn something every time I open the Bible. As Christians, and more and more people because of COVID and, and the situation going on in the United States, more and more people are meeting in homes, which I find very interesting. But it doesn't matter where two or more are gathered In the name of Jesus, that's where the church is. It is not a building of brick and mortar. They can close all the church buildings they want in the country, but as long as people get together to worship, that's where the church is. When we come together, we need to pray. We need to study God's Word. We need to partake in the Lord's Supper. And we need to sing songs of praise to God. You see, this is edifying, and God commands us to encourage one another and lift up one another. When you and I think that we can handle anything that life throws at us alone, uh, listeners, we're really heading in the wrong direction, and we put faith in a government leader. We're headed the wrong direction doesn't mean that we should not be encouraged by government leaders, that we shouldn't pray for them. We need to really, though, God is the one who has ultimate power to make and break things. The safest place for us as believers and Christians is to be totally and completely dependent on God. The Bible is so clear in the warning of avoiding a hardened heart. That this is something that can happen in a moment, in a flash. It can be something that slowly sneaks in in your life over the course of time. It always starts with unbelief in what God has said. And the unbelief is allowed to grow until you and I have fallen so far that we're cold towards God and His Word. I mean, just like the people, the Israelites, whose unbelief led them so far from God, they all died in the wilderness, never seeing that promised land. Again, here's the Hebrew writer, in chapter three, verse sixteen and night through nineteen, for who provoked him when they had heard? Indeed, did they all not know those things came those who came out of Egypt and were led by Moses? Again, I said these were rhetorical questions. Of course they knew. And with whom was he angry for 40 years? 40 years generally is a generation. In, in, in the Old Testament, uh, in New Testament uh, generally is 40 years as a generation. Was it not with those who have sinned whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? but those who were disobedient. So we see that they were not able to enter because of unbelief. Unbelief grieves the heart of God. Pure unbelief says, I do not believe what God says. And I'm not talking about those times when we struggle with our faith. When we struggle with our faith, this is the time that I've experienced that My faith in God actually grows. This is not the same as as a flat refusal uh, displaying our actions and words toward God in unbelief. We do have a God who is understanding. Again here, verse 19 shows us an evil heart will keep us from the blessings of God that he has in store for us. And many people want their best life now. I mean, that's a famous preaching book. You can have your best life now. Well, I don't think God's against us having a good life on earth, but I want my best life to be eternal with God. Because if I put everything now in the here and now, what is it I'm putting into in the afterlife? You can come to your worship services, your prayer groups, your Bible classes, and so on. And if you do not apply the truth, in the, the entire truth of the gospel message, and have a believing heart, we all need to believe with a soft heart towards God in His words. He has promised us so much, and we all can fall into this hardened heart syndrome. Let May it never be. For any of us. May we always have a believing heart. Toward God and his blessings of salvation. So that we may enter. Into the promised land. That is heaven with him. For all eternity. See we are eternal beings. We. The minute we were conceived in the womb. We became a living being. And an eternal being. All of us are destined to one or two places. Where are you destined? Where am I destined? We need to to get in into God's word, study it. We need to be prayerful. We we need to to be with a strong support groups. Because being a Christian is not a child's game. It's just, it's not a social club. It's serious business, and it takes. Uh, grid or sand or courage to stand up for what is right. It takes those elements to 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 have the faith and, and let the Holy Spirit guide you and direct you in your life. We're all we all have struggles in our life. We all have division in our homes and our churches and in our country and in the world. And that division. It's not from heaven, but it's from hell. And that's where it's from. And we need to realize that. And demanding our side only be the right side, demanding that their side is the wrong side, thats we need to be on God's side, period. I certainly hope that this has been an informative podcast for you. I, I hope that you'll give it some deep thought. I hope you've taken some good notes. Go over those verses that we read, and I realize some of the things that we have stated today go in complete conflict with the popper, uh, modern belief and teaching that once you're saved, you can live any life you want, and you're going to go to heaven. It's and that's just not true, okay? And some say, well, you're never were saved to begin with. Uh, come on, let's grow up. Let's see what God's word has to say. Because I believe people who are true believers, worked hard all their life, and they have a moment, there is a, such a thing as grace. And to say, well, that guy suddenly died, uh, he didn't go to heaven because he was never saved to begin with because he, he cursed and got and died or something. You know, come on, let's work on it together. Let's walk in harmony and know who God is. The God of the Bible. And there's only one God who promised eternal life. There's only one God who says, I am the way and the truth and the life. There's only one that walked out of a grave three days later. Because if all these other people and claim to know a way to heaven besides through Jesus, either making Jesus out to be a liar, or Jesus was a liar. And those people are dead. I can go to those graves of many of those people. There they are. Their bones are still there. But we cannot find the bones of Jesus anywhere. Too many people saw him after his resurrection. And they were willing to die for their belief in the first century. I mean, you're talking 15, 20 years after the resurrection. Many people have been killed and persecuted for their belief. Are you willing to die for your belief in Jesus? That's the question. Are you really saved then? If you would deny Jesus? If you really think, oh, I can do whatever I want, say whatever I want, live however I want. Think about it. I hope and pray that you'll continue to listen to us, that you're Encouraged, I, I, I'm, I love doing this podcast. I really do. I, I, I'm just really blessed and honored that God has allowed me to, to do this. That we have had just enough financial support to to pay the fees and things to keep the bo- podcast going. Do we need financial help from time to time? Of course we do. And all of a sudden. Somebody will send something through PayPal or, or a check or in the mail or whatever. And those are answered prayers. And we really truly believe that God will continue to bless this podcast with your prayers and, and, your, and your considerations. Please tell your friends and family about us. Uh, we continue to grow. We've, we started uh, almost two years ago. And I think we had five listeners a week. Something along that line, very few. And today we're well over 200 a week. And it's nothing that we've done. We don't advertise other than by word of mouth and by our listeners telling others about us. We are also now on Facebook. So if you can search for us there and you want to follow us there, uh, please do so. We're also on, I think it's called We now as well. And we probably will be dropping the Twitter account. Uh, there are very few people that go there. And it's just, I don't know if it's worth having that account up. Anyway, thank you for listening. I've rambled enough. May God bless you. And may He have the glory.